everyone. Welcome out for episode 11 of the Bully Food Challenge. Today's topic is bullying versus meanness versus carelessness versus testing and how to tell the difference. Welcome all of you who have been out before and anyone who is new as well. I'm Kelly Sorg, your host. I'm a middle school teacher. I've been teaching for the last 20 years. And I'm also interested in the topic of bullying and helping kids get past it with success. So this podcast is designed to be a series of lessons about the pattern of bullying and, uh, and successful ways to move past it. Obviously, I'm not a therapist or medical provider. I can't give you that kind of care. And I don't know all of you personally, so I can't even give you individualized instruction or advice. These lessons are meant to be general for you to apply as you need to in your life. And I ask that you reach out to trusted adults, including your parents, anytime you have any struggle with how to figure out how the le- to make the lesson work for you, okay? So today's topic and goal is to help you develop your ability to recognize the difference between bullying and then other kinds of unpleasant interactions like meanness, carelessness, and testing. Okay. All young people are basically amateur adults. Kids are trying to figure out how to interact with each other in a way that eventually and ultimately will lead to them being a successful social adult. So let's think about the term amateur, a person who is incompetent or inept at a particular activity. Teens are inept at dealing with others the way that grownups do. That's their goal. That's what they're trying to learn. But at the point of being a teenager, they're still practicing being adults. And what do we know about amateurs besides the definition is that they are new to a task at hand. So they make a lot of mistakes and they also get extremely emotional out of feelings of success in one moment, frustration and disappointment in the next. And then it goes back to excitement and maybe all the while they're feeling self-conscious. When it comes to socializing in more grown-up ways, teens are more likely to hurt others because they are making these mistakes and they're also more likely to get hurt themselves. And the reason for that is getting hurt when you're young is more pronounced. You will feel the sting more intensely on the first, second, or third time you've felt a certain kind of pain than you will when you're an adult and you've experienced that many times. This episode is designed to help you distinguish between bullying and other kinds of meanness or unpleasantness that others might throw your way. Because knowing the difference will keep you from assuming you're being bullied every single time someone hurts or challenges you. It's crucial you can tell a clumsy or insecure friend from an equal competitor or possibly a destructive bully. And why would this be? Well, because claiming you've been bullied or assuming you've been bullied or whining to others that you've been bullied is bully food. It's setting you up as a victim and a bully will take advantage of that. We've talked about that many times and we'll continue to talk about it in future times. But today for today's purpose, just think nobody who makes an innocent, careless mistake toward you will feel that it's fair if you accuse them of bullying and And then if somebody actually is bullying you, bullies feel emboldened when they get accused of bullying. It's like, it's like telling them what they're doing is working. Okay. So either way, you don't want to accuse people wrongly of bullying when they were, when they were doing it for a different reason. And you don't want to tell a bully they're bullying you because you're just basically telling them that their, their plan is working. Right. So 
There are various roots or reasons for negative action to occur between people. And most of the time it's not bullying. You probably already know this either. You know it from watching it happen in front of you at school or in other social situations, or you just kind of know it intuitively. And when I explain it, you're probably going to immediately understand parts of what I'm talking about. The only reason I'm spelling it out is because it's easy to forget when you're in the thick of it, when you're, when you're facing somebody who's being unkind or unpleasant, or you perceive them as being mean, it's hard to remember. There's lots of different reasons for why they might be being unpleasant or taking negative action against you. Okay. The main reason for these negative actions are bullying. We know that or meanness, or carelessness, or testing, okay? And I'm going to go through all four in detail and then talk about ways to approach them. So bullying, we know pretty well by now. We've been looking at it a lot recently. And in every episode, we talk about a different aspect of it. In this sense, the reason why a person might be doing negative actions, if they're really truly bullying, there's some kind of power imbalance between the bully and the victim or the the bullied person. Okay. Either the bully's bigger or older or more popular or something about the bully is, is powerful. It's skewed in their direction. They're picking on someone who is not their equal on some level of power. Okay. And They don't seem to have any reason for what they do. We talked in an episode before about how there might be an original seed of something you did or some way that you are that initially got their attention. But ever since then, they've probably been more feeding off of the bully food behaviors and seeing that they're getting to you. And that's why they keep going. And, and really deep down, they have no other reason for what they're doing other than to try to get power. Okay. And they do these, these behaviors, these taunting behaviors over and over again. It's repeated negative action. That's how, um, bullying has been defined by experts. So bullies know you're upset and they keep going. When they see that you're upset, they just keep on trying to upset you more. They're trying to impress others. They are targeting you for power. They want you to fail. That's when they succeed. And if you accuse them of bullying or act like a victim in front of them, they will only keep going. Okay. That's the pattern of a bully. Here is something that's slightly different. And I'm sure you've seen it before. It's meanness. Okay. Meanness is different than bullying. Bullies are mean, but uh, people who aren't bullying you can also be mean. So these people are usually fairly equal to you in status and power, and they are oftentimes a friend. They are more likely doing the mean behaviors, the negative action, not because they want to get power out of it, but because they're angry or jealous of you. Something has happened between you and they are feeling like they need to get revenge. This negative action from them is probably going to be limited in the sense that it will be not as intense usually as a bully will be. And also they will it won't last for very long. Okay. They will back off as soon as they either see the harm they're doing and they realize they, they don't want to be that harsh. Or if the problem between you is resolved, they will stop being that way. Okay. They aren't trying to impress others as much as 
it's just between the two of you. They're trying to get back at you. They target you for revenge. They want you to get what's coming to you, but they don't necessarily want you to fail ultimately. And if you accuse them of bullying or act like a victim around them, they'll be pleased at first that they're being, they've gotten to you, but then they'll immediately feel ashamed of themselves for being mean. And this is going to put them in a really uncomfortable, confused place. And they're probably going to back off and it's going to be awkward. And the thing that that's going on between you won't be resolved. And it's just going to be, uh, make it worse to accuse them of bullying you. Okay. That might even make them start being more bullyish because they are more angry that you didn't resolve the issue. And now you're accusing them of things. All right. Then there's carelessness. This is basically, it could be anyone. It could be a careless friend you have, and you just kind of know that they don't really think about other people's feelings as much as they could, or they just don't notice. It could also just be some random person in your class. It could be anybody, basically. Um, they are not targeting you. In fact, they probably don't even notice that you're affected. And the, the way you can kind of tell is they'll probably be more sporadic and their negative actions will just sort of randomly happen. You won't be able to predict them and they probably happen to other kids too. Um, a careless person will back off if they notice there's a problem or they've caused harm, or if someone brings it to their attention, they are trying to get their own way and do what they want, what they feel like, but they are not meaning to target you. They're pretty much clueless to your feelings and they think what they're doing is no big deal. If you accuse them of bullying or act like a victim around them, they're going to think you're blowing it out of proportion is most likely. They're going to think what they were doing was not that big of a deal and you're getting way like overly way upset at them. And that right there though, is once again, going to make them angry that you're accusing them of something when they didn't even really notice there was a problem. And that could turn into them doing it on purpose a little bit more. Um, but ultimately people don't like to make a mistake and then get accused of doing something intentionally unkind. Okay. And then there's the last group. These are the kids who are testing you. Someone who's testing you is trying to figure you out and they want to see how strong you are. Their negative actions are probably going to be restrained, like little teasing things that they do. They're not going to go full out bully mode, meanest thing they can do. They're not an angry friend who's retaliating. They're not They're but they are doing it on purpose. They are trying to figure out what you'll do when you're challenged and they will back off once they know where you stand. They either become a friend because they respect you and they think you're strong or they move on to the next person. These kids, you know, it's pretty typical for folks to test each other to figure out how strong a friend will be or how much they can count on you, how cool you are under pressure. Um, some people don't feel the need to test as much. They just kind of get to know you and watch how you act. But some people feel a little bit insecure and they, they will only form a strong attachment if they feel like they're doing it with somebody that is, um, confident and secure and solid and dependable. They're targeting you, but it's for a potential friendship, most likely. And they want you to pass their tests because they've, they've already decided that, that you might be a fun friend, 
But if you don't pass their test, they're, they're pretty much indifferent. And if you accuse them of bullying or act like a victim around them, you'll fail their test and they won't want to be your friend. And they might start giving you a hard time just because nobody likes to be accused of something that, that, that they really weren't doing. Okay. So directly accusing others of bullying or acting like a victim is never the best way forward. There's always a better way than directly accusing people of things or acting like a victim. And let's talk about that. What can you do instead? Fortunately, the same answer applies to every case. And that is that you need to stay in control of yourself and stand your ground. But let's go into that a little bit. So basically this means limiting your stress response. And it's always going to help you around a bully or anyone who's being unpleasant to check yourself and look at how stressed out you're getting, or you're allowing yourself to become over this situation. So instead of fighting and resisting, you want to accept the situation for what it is. It doesn't mean you, you agree with it or you like it. It just means that you understand that's what's going on in reality and that you have to deal with it. And instead of avoiding it, you're going to willingly face that person instead of freezing them out, like shunning them or, or becoming rigid about your opinions or your side of the story, or just kind of freezing up and like not saying anything, you need to melt, which is to read into the situation, see it from their perspective so you can figure out what the right thing to do is. And instead of fawning, or actually I heard a, recently I heard somebody say flocking, which I would imagine is like going along with the group, uh, doing what others want versus being true to yourself. But if you're going against yourself for anyone's sake, that's going to cause you stress overall. It's going to, it's going to drive your anxieties. It's going to result in you not having the friends who are really meant to be your friends. And instead you just need to do what you need to do. Okay. You need to, you need to be true to yourself. In other words, to deal with these unpleasant negative action situations, you need to calmly handle them. And I'm going to give you an example to help you figure out how to apply all this information in the moment. Okay. Let's say some kid takes some of your favorite school supplies out of your bag or off of your table while you've stepped out to use the restroom. And when you get back into class, your stuff is kind of all over your desk and some of the things are missing. Okay. First, you're, you're upset. You're, you are frustrated that your stuff is gone. You think you might think automatically that someone's bullying you because you're in the thick of the moment and you, you can't, you kind of need to stop and take a pause, take a few deep breaths to give yourself some time to think, and then ask yourself, has this happened to me before at school or in this class? How many times has it happened? Does it happen every day? Has it happened a few times? Is this the first time? Okay. Remember that if it's a careless person, they probably have taken stuff from several kids in class because they just mindlessly grab stuff that looks like something they need to use. And they're not doing it to target you. They're just trying to get a pen that they need and they see one sitting out on your table. And so they take it, right? If it's happened a couple of times, to everybody in class, it's probably that case. If it's happened to you a few times recently, it 
is more likely to be targeting you. And if it's happening every day, that's pretty aggressive targeting. And it's, it is more likely to be bullying if the, if it's happening over and over and over again, repeated negative actions. Okay. So if it's happened to you more than once and not to others, you're being targeted, but then you have to figure out why, why are you being targeted? So look around the room and see who has your stuff or look for anybody who's using the stuff or anyone who's watching you to see if there's going to be a reaction. Okay. Let's say you actually see somebody using your stuff. Okay. I know that sometimes bullies or mean kids or careless kids or kids who are testing you might go hide that stuff. But let's just say in this example that you actually can still see the stuff it's out on their table. They're using it, right? In that case, you've identified who it is, go over to them and say, give me my stuff back. And this is your moment of truth. The way they react to that is going to tell you a lot about what's really going on in the situation. If they say, oh, this is yours. And you believe that they really didn't know it was your stuff, that it was just something that they could grab because it was out like art supplies out on the table. Say to them, yeah, please ask me first if you need to borrow something. If they give it back to you, if they, they, you know, they might say, oh, I didn't know it was yours or I thought it was art supplies or whatever, or they might just hand it back. If they give it back to you really easily, most likely, likely they were just being careless. And it's especially likely if this has happened to multiple kids in your class. Okay. It's just a kid who doesn't really notice that they need to ask before they take things. Right. But if they say, Oh, this is yours. And you kind of get a feeling like they, they know it's mine and you don't really believe that they didn't know it was yours. Then you say, yeah, give it back. And if they give it back, then say, after they've given it back, say, just ask next time if you want to borrow something. Those kids are probably teasing you to test you to see how strong you are. They are trying to see what you'll do if something unpleasant happens. And if you hold your own, insist on having your things back, but then offer nicely to, to loan them things if they would only ask, they're, you're showing yourself to be a strong, generous person who isn't going to take any crap off of them, right? You're not going to let them walk all over you, but you would be willing to share if they would do it correctly, right? If they would ask correctly. So that's a test and you've probably passed that test if you do it that way. Okay. Then there's the kids who don't give the stuff back immediately or easily, and they are either showing themselves to be punishing you, retaliating, or they are bullying you. Okay. If they don't give your stuff back immediately or easily, they are probably either punishing you and wanting some kind of revenge, or they are in fact bullying you. If you are their equal and you have reason to believe they, that there is something that happened between you and you think they're probably retaliating or trying to get some kind of revenge, then you're probably needing to resolve some misunderstanding. Okay. So what you say to that kid is, and this is most likely someone who's a friend or at least an acquaintance you spend time with, you want to say to them, we both know that's my stuff. Give it back now. We can't deal with the problem between us. And you could even state what and you probably should state what the problem is. Like we can't deal with the, fa the fact that you're angry about me telling that secret. 
until you stop trying to get revenge against me. So what you say, I'm going to repeat it. You say, we both know that's my stuff. Give it back now. We can't deal with the problem between us until you stop trying to get revenge. Okay. That will be a a strong statement to them that you're not going to put up with them walking all over you and you're, you recognize they're trying to get revenge, but it's not working and that you do want to deal with the problem between you and you know what the problem is. All of that is going to move you forward, whether you end up being friends or not is beside the point. I mean, I guess if they're a really good friend of you, you would care that they would want to still be your friend and it probably will work out. But the point is, is that you're standing your ground and you are, you are in control of yourself and your things. Okay. And then last case, if it, if it is actually a bully, if they're not your equal and there's no misunderstanding that you can think of between you, they probably are doing some bullying. And if you've assessed them as a minimal threat, you got, got to go back to listen to episode four, if you don't know how to do that. But if you've decided that they're not a physical danger to you and you're ready to do this, you can say calmly and in a louder volume, not like a, just a kid's talking to another kid quietly at a table, but just a slightly louder volume, say, give me my stuff back now. They might do nothing. They might mock you. They might say no. And this is where your nonverbals come in. What you need to do is sigh. So you just do, (sighs) then you look at them directly for three seconds, not with your head tilted, not bobbing up and down. Just look directly at them, at them for three seconds and then look away to the side and then put out your hand to receive your items. If they don't hand over your items, say the same exact thing loudly again, enough to get the teacher's attention. So You say, give me my stuff back now, whatever volume you need to use to get the teacher's attention. And if you don't get the teacher's attention, say it again, louder. We are going to talk more on a future episode about how to get teachers on board with you. But for now, I'm going to say you want to get a teacher's attention without tattling. Every kid in the room is going to understand you raising your voice to get your stuff back. But most kids don't accept a tattletale being just, just, they don't accept the idea of telling on other kids. Some kids are okay with that, but most kids would rather see you break a little bit of a rule and stand up for yourself in a strong way versus going behind everybody's back to the teacher and expecting the teacher to solve the problem. So if you want the teacher's attention and everyone's respect, Get it by being slightly disruptive. And we'll talk about that more in the next episode. But just think that the bully is a big time rule breaker and other kids understand that. And so if they see you trying to handle the problem by playing by all the rules, you're basically saying I'm somebody who will continue playing by all the rules, even though I'm playing against someone who's cheating. Okay. The bully, the bully cheats the rules and sometimes you have to speak their language to get through to them. All right. Now I already said, this is only an example. And maybe in real life, they, some kid hides your stuff and lies about it when you go up to them. And you know, I can't give you every single instance, but what I do hope you got out of that is that you need to be direct. You need to face them. You need to not run away from the problem. You need to solve the problem on your own. You can use nonverbals with a bully. If, if you feel like that's all that you want to do, you remember less is more do as little as possible to get what you need out of the situation. 
And every time these principles are going to carry you through, whether they've hidden your things or whether it's about something completely different, you'll be able to handle it as we look at more and more strategies. And we'll go into bullies who lie at a different time and and ways to approach that. But the point is how you respond in each case. Remember that kids are amateur adults who make lots of mistakes and and get hurt easily. And they're just as likely to be um, angry back at you and trying to retaliate. And that's why they're being mean or they just don't understand how their actions are affecting others and they're just being careless, or they wanna make sure that you're a solid individual to be friends with, so they're giving you a little bit of testing, okay? Most of them are not true bullies, and if they are a true bully, that's what this whole podcast is about, but I did wanna make sure you understood that there are many cases where kids aren't trying to be a bully, they've got other reasons for how they're acting, And if you can understand that and be sensitive to that, you will never wrongly accuse someone of being a bully and make them even more angry or more uh, unlikely to want to be friends. And you will never say to a bully, you're being a bully because that's just bully food. All right. I hope this makes sense. And maybe, maybe sit down and write some notes or think about, think about a situation you've been in and, and work through with a parent or a trusted adult about how, Um, that kid is being and see if you can kind of assess whether they're just being mean or trying to test you or if they are in fact a bully or if they're just clueless. All right. I hope you have a great week and I will see you next time. 